Praise the Lord, everyone. I'm going to be reading from Ephesians, the fourth chapter, starting at verse 23. And I'm going to be reading from the Passion Translation as part of my devotion this morning, and it's just part of my... It just reads beautifully, you'll see. The Word of God reads like this. Now it's time to be made new by every revelation that's been given to you and to be transformed as you embrace the glorious Christ within as your new life and live in union with him. For God has recreated you all over again in his perfect righteousness, and you now belong to him in the realm of true holiness. So discard every form of dishonesty and lying so that you will be known as one who always speaks the truth, for we all belong to one another. But don't let the passion of your emotions lead you to sin. Don't let anger control you or be fueled for revenge, not for even a day. Don't give the slanderous accuser, the devil, an opportunity to manipulate you. If any one of you has stolen from someone else, never do it again. Instead, be industrious, earning an honest living, and then you'll have enough to bless those in need. And never let ugly or hateful words come from your mouth. But instead, let your words become beautiful gifts that encourage others. Do this by speaking words of grace to help them. The Holy Spirit of God has sealed you in Jesus Christ until you experience your full salvation. So never grieve the Spirit of God or take for granted his holy influence in your life. Lay aside bitter words, temper tantrums, revenge, profanity, and insults, but instead be kind and affectionate toward one another. As Has God generously forgiven you? Then generously forgive one another in the depths of Christ's love. Amen. Amen. And I have a few texts. We're not going to, but so you're not, so you're not searching. I'll give you, I'll give them to you now so you can find them and put a little mark in, in your Bible. Some of you might be using your iPhone, your Android, and you might not be able to put a mark in the Bible. So I'm going to be coming out of Genesis. I'm going to be coming out of Judges. And I'm going to be coming out of First Kings. Yeah. Not in that order, but them are the three books. <laughs> Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that this atmosphere is right to receive your word. And Father, we're asking that you speak to us. Encourage us in this season. We thank you for those who pressed, those who wanted to but couldn't. But God, you have something for us. And we want it. Our mouths are open, and we are ready to receive. We've worshiped you. We've prayed. We've wept. 
we've danced. And now, Lord, we listen. Use me in this time. And I count it a privilege to talk to your people. In Jesus' name, amen. We've come to the end of another year. The beginning of a new year. And we're still here. We're still waiting on the promises of God. A mighty God who cannot fail. Somebody say he can't fail. We also know he can't lie. He told us that I who began a good work in you will complete it. Will see it to its completion. That's good news. But let's be honest. Our faith has been tried. Faith has been tested. It's been shaken. At times it's faltered, wanted to give up, but it didn't fail. It's still a little flame that flickers in our souls that he who promised is more than able to bring it to pass. Isaiah 40, verse 31 says, Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. How many been waiting? How many been running? How many, how many been soaring like that eagle? Just waiting on the Lord. Waiting on him to deliver whatever it is he has spoken into our lives. God sent me to next level on tonight going into 2020 to tell you the wait is over. The wait is over. It's going to be 2020. It's a, it's a powerful implication that comes with 2020. If you study the Jewish calendar, it will mess with your mind. Because according to the Jewish calendar, now no man knows the day or the hour that the Son of Man is coming, but I can tell you this. 
it's very close. And that should bring excitement to this season. It should awaken us in the soul because you, you can just about feel the, the shift in the atmosphere. If you, if you are in tune with the spirit, you can check the climate of the world that we are in today and understand that Jesus is soon to come. And, and what is so what is so awesome and what is so uh, awesome about that statement and that fact and that truth is that if Jesus is soon to come, he cannot come until his promise is fulfilled. Yeah, where's my musicians at? Y'all are still sitting back there like I ain't about to preach up in there. They ain't learned yet. We're even in a culture where it seems like we're in a culture where everybody's lost. Where we, we, we're worrying about this generation that looks like a lost generation. But even in this lost generation, there is a remnant that's rising up that's saying, I, I, I got to do something about my generation. That, that's, just look at your neighbor. You got, we got young people. You, we ain't the only church. And, 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 and you young people know that your generation needs awakening. The number 20 in the Bible symbolizes cycles of completeness. It's not widely used, but it's often connected to listen to this perfect periods of waiting, trials, labor, and suffering that is compared to a trial that is greatly rewarded. I'm going to say that again. The number 20 is associated with a perfect period of waiting, labor, or suffering that is compared to a trial that has great reward if successfully completed. Y'all better come on. T tonight, I, like I said, I don't have no, no main text. There's no main text but a case study of what this means for us. When, when God was talking to me, he said, I, I want you to look at these three stories and I want you to understand what 2020 is going to mean, not just for you, Pastor Dre, but for Next Level Ministries as a whole. And the first case study I want to look at is in 1 Kings. Let's go over to 1 Kings. Chapter 9. And we'll look at verses 1 through 10. You don't have to stand because we're going to talk as we go. I'm not going to be, I got about seven minutes to spend on each of these people. <laughs> so first, 
First Kings chapter 9, verses 1-10. Listen to what it says, y'all. Listen to what it says. It says, it came to pass when Solomon had finished building the house of the Lord and the king's house and all Solomon's desire, which he wanted to do. Remember? Because David couldn't build the house. David wanted to build God a temple, but God had told uh, David that he couldn't because his hands had too much blood on it. David was a warrior. And he couldn't allow David to build his temple because of the blood that was on his hands. That's deep in itself. We're not going to talk about that. And then he says, verse 2, that the Lord appeared to Solomon a second time. Somebody say second time. And he had appeared to him at Gibeon. And the Lord said to him, I have heard your prayer and your supplication that you have made before me. I have consecrated this house which you have built and put my name there forever. My eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. Now, if you walk before me as your father David walked in integrity of heart and in uprightness to do according to all that I command you, and if you keep my statutes and my judgments, then I will establish the throne of your kingdom over Israel forever. As I promised David your father, saying, you shall not fail to have a man on the throne of Israel. But if you and your sons at all turn from following me and do not keep my commandments and my statutes that I set before you, but go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will cut off Israel from all the land which I have given them and the house which I have consecrated for my name. I will cast out of my sight. Israel will be a proverb and a byword among all people. And as for this house which is exalted everyone who passes by it will be astonished and will hiss and say why has the Lord done this to this land and to this house and they will answer because they forsook the Lord their God who brought their fathers out of the land of Egypt and, and have embraced other gods and worshipped them served them therefore the Lord has brought all this calamity on them last verse listen to this y'all and it happened at the end of 20 years, when Solomon had built the two houses, the house of the Lord and the king's house, after all David did and was waiting to want to build God a temple, he couldn't do it because his hands had blood on them. And Solomon rose up. And you remember what Solomon asked God for. He didn't ask God for riches. He didn't ask. He said, God, grant me wisdom that I might lead your people. And God said, because you did not ask for riches or wealth beyond, he said, and have asked for the right thing, I'm going to give you riches and wisdom like no other after you. And there was a struggle between the time. But it says at the end of 20 years, it was completed. Somebody say labor. Some of us in here have been working for a long time. 
And this year 20 is going to be a representation of what is completed. They, they didn't catch it. They didn't catch it. He says, he says, it is finished. You've been working at something and believing God for something and trusting God for something for a while. And God said, the labor is completed. He, he said, he said, he said, let them know that because of your work, he said, not the, he said the promise that he put on Solomon's house would go forever. Y'all better catch it. You better catch it. And that, that what? His house would be hallowed. We pray our father, our father, hallowed be thy name. That word hallowed means honored. We honor. God says, because you have honored me in your labor, I will honor your house. Y'all ain't catch it. This is going to be the year where God honors your house because you have honored his house. He says, if you honor my house, I'm going to honor your house. And this is how I'm going to honor your house. My name will be there. Y'all better come on. You don't need money if you got the name. Because everything we need is in his name. He's saying that healing is in his name. Y'all better come on. And if that ain't enough, not only am I going to put my name there, my eyes will be on the house. Somebody tap your neighbor and say, God's watching. <laughs> Don't think God doesn't see the trouble that you're going through. The things that you have labored in prayer and fasting. Y'all better come on. I ain't got all night. That, that God said, I'm going to put my name there. I'm going to have my eyes there. And I'm going to honor the house. Woo! But wait a minute. Since you didn't catch that. Since I'm going to honor it. Since my eyes will be on it. Since my name will be on it. Blessings will never stop. He said that it will be a blessing that flows perpetually. Y'all better catch it. My cup overfloweth. There's going to be such an overflow of blessing that is about to be released in this season. We've been working side by side, praying and believing God for all the great stuff. And God said it's this year. Somebody say this year. Oh, come on, we ain't got all night. Let's go to the case number two. Since we didn't get case number one, let's get case number two. Judges chapter four, verse one. I'm going to read verses one through four. We're going to skip down and go to six and seven. And then we're going to read nine. And then we're going to read 23 and 24. I'll tell you that again in a minute. Here we go. Judges, chapter 4. When Ehud was dead, the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. The commander of his army was Assyria who dwelt 
and hero, hero shift. I know I'm messing that up, but that's what it was. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord, for Jabin had 900 chariots of iron. And for 20 years, he had harshly oppressed the children of Israel. Now Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, was judging Israel at the time. Go down to verse 6 and 7. Then she sent and called for Barak, the son of Abinadab, from Kadesh and Naphtali, and said to him, Has not the Lord God of Israel commanded, Go and deploy troops at Mount Tabor? Take with you ten thousand men of the sons of Naphtali and of the sons of Zebulun. And against you I will destroy, deploy Syria, the commander of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his multitude at the river Kishon, and I will deliver him into your hand. Look at verse 9. So she said, because he didn't want to go. He was afraid to go without her. But then she said, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, there will be no glory for you in the journey that you are taking. For the Lord will sell Syria into the hand of a woman. Then Deborah arose and went with Barak to Kadesh. Look at verse 23 and 24, and I'll give you my points. He says, so on that day, God subdued Jabin king of Canaan in the presence of the children of Israel. And the hand of the children of Israel grew stronger and stronger against Jabin king of Canaan until they had destroyed Jabin king of Canaan. What does this mean for us in this season? Because of Israel's sin, God allowed them to be sold into the hand of an oppressor for 20 years. I want to tell you this, that the struggle that you have been in, that you have been praying for God to get you out, because you thought, you got yourself in it. They missed it. The prayer and the struggle that you have been praying for God to deliver you from, that you knew it was you that got you in it, was God who allowed the enemy to catch you. I know you can't say amen because you don't want nobody to know you in something that you praying yourself out. But you, if I'm preaching to myself, it'll be all good for me. There's a time limit to your oppression. And, and time's up. You've been waiting to come out of what only God could stop. 
<laughs> Y'all better help me. Deborah told Barack to go up and fight. How many of y'all went up and fought? See, you got to understand, when you're fighting an enemy that you can't see, the only way you can go up is in praise. See, the enemy wants you to go down in doubt. He wants you to go down in depression. He wants you to go down in fear. He wants you to go down scared. Somebody say, I ain't scared. The only way you go up is in faith. Because faith is the only thing that pleases God. So if you're going to access God, you're only going to access God through faith. Woo! So he had that. He was so scared. He said, I can't even go up by myself. I'm not going up, Deborah, unless you go with me. Oh, let us magnify the Lord together. Sometimes you ain't got enough strength to get up to where you need to get up to. But if I got somebody on my row that can help me, let the weak say, well, said, well, okay, we gonna go up together. <laughs> I'll go up with you. This is what happened in this text. Faith rose up and slew oppression. Until Jabin was destroyed. Tap your neighbor and say, oppression is over. You can't come down until Jabin is dead. And it was at the end of 20 years. Okay, 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 okay. Let, let, oh, we, I'm doing pretty good. I'm, let, let's go to the last, let's go to the last case. And, and then we'll just go to church on them. Because it'll make some sense. Genesis chapter 31. Verses 41 and 42. It reads like this. And this is Jacob talking. It's not that deep, y'all. But it's sure that good. He says this, thus, I have been in your house. How many years? 20 years. I have served you 14 years for your two daughters and six years for your flock. And you have changed my wages 10 times. Unless 
the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had been with me, surely now you would have sent me away empty-handed. <laughs> but God has seen my affliction and my labor. Didn't I tell y'all? That 20 represented a cycle of completeness, of labor, trial, suffering. And God rebuked you last night. Oh my God. Jacob was a trickster. He stole his brother's birthright. We're going to have some church now because I feel my help. He, he, he lied to get a blessing that he thought he had to have because he listened to the cares of others. Oh, my God. And, and, and what happened was God had to strip him away. Make him an enemy of his own brother so that he can run off and learn who he really was. Y'all better come on. And, and Jacob learned some stuff. He, he learned about what really mattered by uh, God allowing his eye to catch fine Rachel. And, and he wanted Rachel so bad that, that his father said, you, you got to work for me for, for seven years. Seven is the number of completion. It is a perfect number. Oh, my God. I tried to stay away from this, but I couldn't. And then I said, man, this, this is awesome because he said, he said, I worked for you these 20 years. Seven years, 14 years for your daughters, six years for your flocks, seven years for Rachel, seven years for Leah, because Leah had to be given to Jacob first because it was law. Well, yeah, yeah, wait a minute, wait a minute. They, they, they didn't catch it. They didn't catch it. He had to work the first seven years to learn legalism. But love kept him in. <laughs> he had his eye on love while he was dealing with legalism. He put seven years in for love. Because love cancels law. But he couldn't just operate on love without provision. So he put in another six for provision. Which made my study and self say, why not seven for provision? Why an imperfect number for provision? 
Because six is the number of man. Jesus came to fulfill the law. He is the fulfillment of love. But he needs man's imperfection to put the other one with God. He said, I'll never let you be proficient in your own self. Your provision will still be lacking until I show up. Y'all better help me. So, so all he needed was the 20 years, and then God stepped in, restored his relationship with his brother before you go to chapter 31, where his name changes. Uh, okay, so, 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 what is that saying? 2020 is upon us. He's been working for 20 years. He says this, oh, help me up in here, that we have completed the cycle of completion. That we've been perfectly, now perfect doesn't mean we are without error. Perfect just means mature. That we are matured in our waiting. Okay, maybe the Bible says it like this. Let patience have its perfect work that you may be complete, entire, wanting nothing. Y'all better come on. We've been laboring in the right field. We've been suffering through the trials. Oh my God. But, but it's our season to see what we've been building. Come on, Solomon. <laughs> and to understand that God's eyes are on this ministry. That, that his name is in this ministry. That his blessing is in this ministry. Oh my God. And that the oppressor's hand has been stayed. Y'all better help me. That the wait is over. That overflow come on come on come on but 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 here's the thing we have been looking at the wrong things we've been laboring and we've been in trials and tribulations but the enemy has put our vision on other things oh my god and you begin to look at what's on the other side of the grass. And you begin to compare what you see with what they have. 2020 represents the perfect clarity and vision. Oh, oh my God! It, it, it is it is the the clarifying of all things that have been clouded, that have not been clear. Somebody say twenty twenty. Next level. This year, everything is gonna come into focus. 
we are going to see with clarity those who are for us and those who are against us. God said you need to keep your focus on him because what he is about to do is about to blow your mind. I said, God, that is awesome, but that only means 20. We're not in the year 20. We're in the year 2020. And then he said, I know I'm about to double up. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. I, I'm about to give you double for your trouble. I'm, I'm, about, I'm about to release a Job blessing. Because, because everything that Job was seeing in his natural eye, he wasn't seeing with 2020. But in his spirit, he stayed 2020. Y'all better come on. It looked messed up on the outside. But in the spirit, he could see clearly what God was doing. And God said, I'm about to give you double what you've been waiting for. I need somebody in here to say release it, release it, take your glasses off. You're not going to need a prescription for what God's about to do. We got to stop having double vision, single vision. Woo. That enemy done messed up. That means you can't give him one praise. You, you, you got to give him double praise. <laughs> see, 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 that's what it's meant by. He's going to do above and beyond what you can ask. See, you give them a praise for what you're asking for. But I dare you to give them a praise for what you can't even think about. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. That's the God we serve. And this is going to be the season. If you won't see 2020, you're going to have to get everything out of your way that is blocking your vision. They got what you got. Anybody got a car and you know how you went? They got, it's what they call Rain-X. Because when it's raining, sometimes the wipers don't work as well. But if you if you coat your glass with Rain-X, the rain just falls off the window. You don't even got to use your wipers. God said, I'm putting Rain-X on your spirit. So that when you got to go through a rainy season, you can go through the rainy season and still see what's ahead. Y'all better bless God up in here. 
Y'all better bless God up in here. There is five more minutes left of your 2019. And in about five minutes, God said, I'm going to open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you cannot receive. But I need you to open your mouth like the heaven. Come on, it's coming. It's coming. Your angels that have been assigned to your blessing, like a FedEx, is on the way. But you gotta have expectation. You gotta be at the window, waiting. It's on its way. you got more faith in Amazon than you do your God. But God said, I got same night delivery. I got healing that's coming right now. I got deliverance that's coming right now. And you got to understand this next level. The devil don't like it. He's trying to block your blessing by saying this is just another New Year's Eve. It's going to be just like it was last year. But if you praise him like you praised him last year, you're going to get what you got last year. But God said, Give me a new praise. Give me a different praise. I need a different scream, a different clap, a different dance, so I can release a different blessing, a different anointing, a different... This is about you seeing your dreams. Some of you stop dreaming. How many dreamers I got in here? God said, stop talking about it and see it. He said, I'll bless the work of your hands, not the work of your mind. Let me help you. Who you think gave you that dream? That's an I'm ready. That's an I'm ready shout right there. We think it's our dream. It ain't our dream. We were sleep. 
It's God's dream. Joseph didn't make up that dream. God gave him that dream. He who began a good work. It's so much your blessing that he had to put you to sleep to give it to you. You had your eyes closed when he gave it to you. And you have allowed what you see with your eyes open to discourage you. He said, my eyes are there. My hand is there. My honor is there. So let me help you. Why you keep worrying about if the money's there? Yeah, I did pretty good there. How many seconds we got? It's midnight. Did he just tell you the money was there? Was that after 2019? Happy New, Year. Happy New Year. We all got 2020 vision up in here. Tabby neighbor said, I can see clearly now. Hallelujah. The pain is gone. Woo. New season. Come on, break out the juice. We gonna pop. We ain't popping no crystal. <laughs> we gonna celebrate. Listen, before we celebrate in this new season, what better way to start this new year than to give your life to Christ? What? What? I, I, what, what I just preached, wonderful. But you got to get in that covenant. Otherwise, it was just a good word. If you want to see that manifest in your life and you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, this is your moment to be the new you, 2020, to see you for who you really are. Come. Come. Say, that's me. I don't want to be lost. I don't want to be out of his sight. Come. Amen. Everybody going to heaven. I thank God that he allowed us all to make it over to see another year. We thank you, God. We thank you for the word. We thank you for this service. We're going to hide this word in our heart. We're going to trust in it. And we anything that comes to blur this word. Whew. That's right. Knock it out. No doubt. No division. No fear. In this season. 
and we give you glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's enjoy some snacks, some music. Happy New Year. <laughs>